I said, Jay, that if you follow that trail down there a little bit, right down that trail, you'll see where it goes under the bushes and you can't really see beyond that bush, right? I, I said, you know, why don't you get down on your hands and knees and I'm going to look over here where I shot the bear, make sure I've got the right direction where the bear going. Why don't you just go ahead and crawl through that brush and, and see if you can follow that bear? Not that, and I just, I'm just doing this because you understand it'll be good experience for you to, <laughs> to, to, to do this. And you'll, you'll learn by that. And by the way, I'll stand back here a little ways in case something um, um, exciting happens. Welcome to hunting stories brought to you by late to the game outdoors. Everyone loves a good story and hunters have some of the best. Our whole mission is to collect and share great stories from hunters, just like you to entertain and keep you motivated all year long. So, pull up a seat around the campfire, because here we go. All right, everybody. Today on the show, I have Bob Baldwin and Jay Ledbetter, authors of the book Proper Care and Feeding of a Hunting Buddy. And these guys are a riot. I just had a blast talking to them. Uh, they are just constantly telling one story to the next, joking with each other. Uh, they've been hunting together for a couple of decades at this point, and they've just amassed an incredible pile of stories, usually about all the stuff that goes wrong. Uh, and they put all of that into this book. Uh, that It's incredible. So I, I put a link to the book in the show notes. I would highly encourage you to go check that out. Uh, and... What are we waiting for? Let's get on with it and uh, and join Bob and Jay. Bob, Jay, how are you guys doing this morning? Great, Eric. Uh, thanks for inviting us on. We're looking forward to chatting with you. Oh, it's, it's a wonderful day in the neighborhood, Eric. Thanks, man. <laughs> oh, I, I love that reference. That, that takes me way back. Uh, <laughs> um well i mean we're gonna we're gonna talk about your book and all of that stuff obviously uh but i i have to just kind of tee up this being hunting stories and it being a book largely of hunting stories uh, i mean it the the little snapshot i got of the way your relationship started with a hunt and a buffalo and all that stuff uh i just have to tee that up and let you guys take that story away and then we'll go from there wherever the conversation takes us well, it began sort of as a, an act of desperation on my part. <laughs> um, we had a, uh, we still have a, a ranch in Texas that has some acreage in it. And it, uh, and I thought it was delightful to have some buffalo on the ranch. And so we bought a, a well, a fairly large buffalo bull. He, by large, uh, I will tell you that the animal was six foot high, over six feet high. Oh my gosh. At the top of his hump. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. And, and when he would walk, his feet that were about 10, 15 inches across seemed like would, would leave divots of the ground about uh, an inch deep, you know, kind of a Jurassic Park kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And so I, this animal was seemed like it might want to, I don't know, leave the ranch and go out on the highway and play <laughs> bumper cars. And so in desperation, I put out the call to, can I get somebody to come hunt this guy? Because it, it, this is a train wreck that hasn't happened yet. And that's where <laughs> Bob comes in. Yeah. So, so I, I, I was running a website called bowhuntinginfo.com. It's still out there. It's been up there since the uh, uh, 
1998, I think, is when I put it out there. But I, I, I had a number of stories out there, and Jay reached out to me and 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 asked me if I if I wanted to come down and shoot a bison, or if I knew anybody that wanted to. And I said, <laughs> I don't want to get I don't want to get close enough with a with a stick and a string on a two thousand pound animal, but I might be able to find somebody who would, right? So uh, so I reached out and actually got got a hold of. Uh, we, I tried to get um, uh, Ted Nugent to come down, but Ted couldn't arrange it at that time. I ended up getting Away Outdoors, which had an outdoor channel to come down. They were willing to to do the hunt and video the hunt. And so we made that arrangement. So it was what, 2002 or something like that when we when we uh, hooked up, Jay? It, yes, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and i assume the buffalo was harvested taken care of oh, <laughs> didn't run into yeah. traffic oh, you, don't, you, you don't know half the story <laughs> i'll tell them about the filming part of this thing. <laughs> well so so um greg and uh and and fred greg was going to be the shooter fred was shooting over his shoulder fred was greg's father um, and he was going to be shooting over the shoulder with a with a video right and um, and so we we went out and we spotted and look there's a whole, there's a whole story about what happened before the hunt but once we identified where <laughs> the bull was and and got set up um, uh, Fred is shooting over Greg's shoulder and they went behind a uh, um, a big cedar bush right and and um, I couldn't see the I couldn't see the bison. But I've got my camera and I'm videoing them as they're working their way around this cedar bush to shoot this, this bison, right? So I'm watching through the video and I see um, Greg touch the arrow off, right? And there's a huge scuffle behind this, this uh, cedar bush, right? Next thing I know, this 2,000 pound animal who's, by the way, hooves are shaking the ground like thunder <laughs> comes around the bush right at me. <laughs> right. So now being the video camera expert that I am, I wanted to continue videoing through this whole thing. So, of course. So, and, and by the way, they kept, they, they included my video, which was very important in their segment on a way outdoors. The video consists of sky and and ground sky and ground <laughs> as i'm running away as fast as i can from this 2000 pound animal right yeah but the audio was really really good it was him going oh oh no oh no oh no it was great <laughs> so that's how we got started and jay made the mistake of inviting me to go with him elk hunting that following fall and he's never had He's Jay's a nice guy, right? So he's never had the nerve to disinvite me from any of our hunts. <laughs> so Jay's been stuck with me now for now 20 years. Guys, I want to tell you real quick about one of the most game-changing memberships in my entire hunting arsenal, Go Hunt. I've had an insider membership for a few years now, and it's absolutely changed how I find hunts, where I buy gear. And in the last year, it's changed how I e-scout and use maps in the field. Honestly, I think an insider membership is a necessity for anyone who plans to hunt multiple states across the West. 
But Go Hunt also just released their Explorer membership, which gives you access to the maps for all 50 states, plus their incredible gear shop and all the benefits that it offers for a fraction of the cost of the full Insider membership. So whether you want to go all in with the draw odds, the gear and the maps as an insider, or you just want to get incredible desktop and mobile maps while building points towards top of the line gear, Go Hunt has a membership that'll fit your hunting life. And if you use the code late at checkout, you'll get money towards the gear shop right out of the gate. Uh, for insiders, you'll get 50 bucks to the gear shop and Explorer members will get 20. So head over to Go Hunt and use the code late to snag your free gear and take your planning and mapping game to whole new levels today. Well, I, and, and I'll tell you that that hunt was fun, but the rest of them have been more fun because Bob and I, uh, frankly, if hunting and taking animals, by the way, just so you know, uh, our our total bill during our hunts for meat processing remains at zero dollars. So, um, <laughs> because you so, process yeah, them oh, all yeah. yourselves, or <laughs> uh, again, again, we're not really hunters; we are carriers of expensive equipment, but <laughs> wearing camouflage clothing. But having said that. Uh, Bob and, and I and buying and buying expensive camouflage clothing because that's every time the that, that, that's Bob's, pattern that's comes Bob's out, department. Bob, yeah, Bob buys more that. camouflage hats than any human being should have. But bottom line, <laughs> now that's that's just not true. That, I mean, a man cannot have too many camouflage hats. Now that's just a. I mean, we're we're on a hunting program. Ask any hunter out there, and they'll tell you a man can't have too many camouflage hats. No. Yeah, I've heard that kind of stuff before. Bob, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I my time in the army, I, I there was a there was a fellow who turned to me and said, uh, uh, you know, you can't have too much ammunition, and I responded to him, yeah, unless you're trying to swim. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, so Bob and I used to in hunting camp um, do things like read the the McManus books, uh, Pat McManus and his genre we loved it we'd slap our legs and laugh and laugh and then pat had the, the incredibly uh you know poor taste to up and die on us uh and leave <laughs> us without stories and, and and bob turned to me and said uh jay you're funny uh and i said looking yes and and then he said uh, well why don't we write some of our stories down and so we started writing our stories and 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 handing them around to people and and people said, "Wow, these are really good stories." Uh, after being paid, you know, a handsome amount of money to say that, <laughs> and so uh, and so we uh, we convinced an, un, an an unsuspecting publisher to uh, publish a book. So it's it's been delightful. I, yeah, and, I and, love that. And Jay and and Jay is not quite right about how we came to writing the stories because jay looked at me one time after reading our pat McManus stories after the tears had stopped flowing from our eyes from reading them and he looked at me and he said you know bob some of the things that happened to you remind me of pat McManus stories maybe we should start chronicling our events right <laughs> that's how we got started writing them right well and so that's how bob became the creative director of the enterprise. <laughs> uh, he's the guy who, who provides, you know, a fair amount of the material that we can uh, turn to into stories. Indeed. <laughs> and, and, and Eric, just, just, I just so that the public understands, right. There is a kernel of truth in every one of our stories, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Something happened that triggered the event of this story. Now, Jay does most of the writing for us, right? And and I would never, as a hunter, 
or a fisherman, you understand that. I would never exaggerate on any one of our hunting stories. We're right? a very but, honest bunch. <laughs> absolutely. But Jay's a lawyer. And and his oh, his Bob, profession there you go. Is, is I knew you it. Know, it was I, he had to do that, didn't he? He had to do that. Just yeah. throw you right under the bus. He did. I feel you know. I I've actually got a spot under the bus that's got my name on it. <laughs> but but it, so so but here's the here's the sad part. Is that the funniest stories we have are the most true? That's the sad part. <laughs> one of the, I mean, there, there is one or two of these stories that are just, you'll be hard pressed to say, well, what if this didn't happen? And I have to say, it all happened just like <laughs> I wrote it. Well, that's, I've got to, I mean, obviously we've got to save some stuff for the book because people need to, to go buy it to be able to read all of them. But I mean, if you, I would love to hear one of those, like the craziest, but it's true. Uh, I don't even know which one that would be, but uh, if you guys want to take a pick. Oh, there's there's so many to pick from, but I but just to Jay's point, there's one that is absolutely, I swear to gosh, verbatim what happened. <laughs> we were hunting, we were hunting on Jay's ranch. Um, and primarily we do most of our hunting, we do bow hunting. We've been to a, we've been to Colorado and and uh, Montana and Ontario and Texas and Michigan, but this case happened to be in Texas, and we were hunting. There was some um, feeders, right? And so Jay had dropped me off early in the morning and he went to another spot. So we were basically set up near some, some feeders and watching either elk or, or, uh, or deer, right? Now, let and me talk, more... hey, Bob, hang on. We got to explain what kind of feeder. There's some people that are not familiar with the way uh, some of the Texas feeders work. These are uh, up on stands, maybe head high. Uh, they are, uh, they have a big barrel of feed and then they have a mechanism at the bottom that runs from a uh, a battery and a timer and it uh, you can set it to feed at certain times uh and it slings the feed the corn generally uh out in a in a very wide pattern so that that's that's how they work okay uh, and that's right so so jay drops me off we hunted in the morning and he comes back and picks me up about I don't know, 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning. And he picks me up and we're talking about what did you see? How did things go? And he says to me, he says, you know, he says, my feeder didn't go off this morning. It was set to go off at 7.30 or eight o'clock. And he says, it didn't go off. So he says, I looked at it. I went and checked on it and I opened it up and I saw the module there that controls the timer and I hit the test button and nothing happened. So then I noticed that the battery indicator was down, right? Down to nothing. So I've got to go back and replace the battery. So I said, okay. I said, that's, I'll go back with you. So we went back to camp. Because Actually, Bob is the expert. Let's just be honest. Bob <laughs> is the gadget guy. Oh, oh yeah. If anybody yeah. understands technology, it's Bob. I, I just can guess at this thing. I look at the stuff and go, it looks fine. And Bob, oh no, this is completely wrong. And he fixed yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we, we pick up a battery. We head back to the, play, the back to the, uh, back to the field. Right. And Jay, you know, not wanting to waste any time, drives right up next to the stand. I mean, he drives right up next to the feeder. I mean, he can almost roll down the window and touch the feeder. It's that close. But I'm on the other side of the car, right? So I get out of the car. And by the time Jay, by the time I got there, Jay's already got it all opened up and he's screwing around, messing with the, messing with the module and messing with the battery, right? And all this stuff. And he says, here, Bob, he says, you hold this. 
and I'm going to pull the battery and we'll see if we can't, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll reconnect the new battery really quick and maybe it'll keep its, its, its mud. Maybe it'll keep its, its, its uh, timing. Yeah. Bob's, so Bob's got one of the, he's got the fresh battery on his chest. The, I've got the other battery in my hand and I'm trying to disconnect and reconnect as quickly as possible the leads <laughs> so that the module doesn't lose its mind. <laughs> yeah and and i'm i'm and i didn't say this to jay i don't want to offend him or anything but i know better than that i know what's going to happen it's going to lose its mind right so <laughs> we're standing there and jay makes the connection and now i'm i've got the battery in one hand and 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 i reach up and i see that that module and i see it now the battery indicator is full up right and so i Hit the test button. That's what Jay said to do. He says you hit the test oh, button. Oh, he blames right? it on me. That's how. Yeah, <laughs> I just did what he said, right? And so the ne next thing, I'm looking at it, and it begins to count down from ten. It goes nine, eight, and it gets to about seven. And I hear Jay was on the on my left side behind my shoulder, and I hear him say, "Uh oh." <laughs> and I tried to turn and look to see where he was. And he was gone. He was no longer behind my left. Next thing I hear is I hear the truck door slam closed <laughs> and it's continues to count down. It's down to about four, three. And then I hear the locks get triggered on the door. Yeah. I would have locked the door because I know what's coming. So I turn and I look at the monitor and it keeps counting down three, two, one and i will swear in a court that that thing was throwing out corn for the next 30 minutes right <laughs> and it was throwing it out at volumes that are just unbelievable right so i'm just covered in corn and, and it speed, finally stopped the speed at which the corn comes out is really high because it'll throw it 40 feet and it was kind of i was kind of worried about the truck you know it might sustain a little damage right there <laughs> Yeah, he was worried about the truck. Yeah, like, worried about the truck. Yeah, absolutely. So 30 minutes after it started, it's finally stopped, right? And Jay opens up the truck door and he looked, he walks over to me, steps over to him. He says, that worked pretty good, didn't it? And I said, well, I, I, you know what, Bob, Bob, you better let me take it from here because I don't think you were fully <laughs> alert for the rest of it. Uh, when I got to Bob... Well, I, I can I'm still I'm still holding I'm still holding the batteries. I couldn't oh, drop. Yeah, them. it was great. But it, but of course, you know, here, the, one of the benefits was it put out so much corn. This a lot of it went down the front of his shirt <laughs> and it piled up against his belt and sort of almost made a little bit of a vest uh, under his shirt. <laughs> and it allowed you know the rest of it not to hit with so much force. But the prop and 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 his eyes were protected. Because behind his glasses were full of corn. And so he had corn behind his glasses, in his hair, in his ears, and he couldn't hear. He thought he'd lost his hearing. Uh, I was digging corn out of his ears and, and helped him dump it out of his shirt. Oh, by the way, have you ever imagined a corn shadow? Because behind him was a perfect outline of his body on the ground. <laughs> That was free, of course. It was delightful. It was something. He wasn't interested in looking at that. Though. I finally did sweep the corn out from behind his glasses. Uh, he blinked his eyes a couple of times trying to restore vision. Uh, he spit out about a double handful of corn after that, and I got it out of his ears. And that was the point at which Bob then first, I think, had 
enough intellect to uh, respond to me <laughs> and 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 to understand i looked at the i looked at the timer and i said to jay as i suspected i said jay you know it's about 11 o'clock right it's about 11 o'clock in the morning and i look and i looked at the timer and it says 359 right and so i said <laughs> well jay come on it didn't work right i mean <laughs> switching the things i knew it wouldn't work but it so so He's, he picks up the timer and he's looking at it and we're making certain that the battery will fit in the, in the thing. And I, and I looked at him and I said, I, I said, Jay, I said, um, what time is the, is this thing set at default to go off? Right. And he said, he said four o'clock, I think. And I looked at the timer and I said, uh Oh, <laughs> as it switched from three fifty nine to four o'clock. And it started all <laughs> over again. <laughs> and Only this time, Jay didn't have a chance to 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 get to the truck. You know, but I did find solace because I had noticed the corn shadow, and I was able to get really on the other side of Bob and stay out of the biggest part. Of it. it was great. So, so, so I, I'm just telling you how useful Bob really is. Uh, it, you know, this he's not only a, 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 a an amazing technician in all things hunting. I, I mean, everybody asks him questions, but he can fix feeders and he can provide a little bit of cover uh, for a, uh, a, a corn hailstorm. All right. I think most hunters can relate to this, that I'm an absolute information junkie and I've lost more hours than I care to admit diving down a research rabbit hole. And because of that, I love a good online course that's going to take me on a deep dive into whatever topic has captured my attention. Usually it has to do with hunting. So when I learned about outdoor class, I knew it was going to be something I was way into. I just didn't realize it was going to be as next level awesome as it is. Outdoor class is the e-learning platform for the outdoorsman. It has a top-notch lineup of the most reputable voices in the industry sharing their vast knowledge on all things hunting on one amazing platform. Ever want to learn how to elk call? Outdoor Class has you covered. Freezer full of deer meat? Outdoor Class will show you how to turn that into a meal to remember. When I first signed up, I started diving into Remy Warren's course on finding mule deer. Absolutely next level. And they have the web-based course and a mobile app to boot so you can up your hunting game no matter where you're at. The platform is already packed with tons of amazing content, and I've been talking to the guys behind this, and there is so much more in the works from big names in the industry that I'm super pumped about. So head over and check out Outdoor Class today, and if you use the code LATE at checkout, you'll save 20% on your registration. For, for, for instance, I, l let me just demonstrate my, my acuity in terms of, of breaking things down quickly, right? So we had a question um from some of our readers who are asking you know what's the safest way to put up a tree stand right ah. so jay spent five minutes going into all of the most important aspects of putting up a tree stand you know right. you know getting yourself protected getting a vest tying yourself to the tree so you can't fall and everything and he got all that and he spent five minutes doing that and then he turned to me and he said you know he said but bob's really good at this too bob what's your best way or what's how's the safest way that you know of of putting up a tree stand and i said looking right in the camera i said very simply jay i think the safest way to put up a tree stand is have your hunting buddy do it <laughs> 
helps like that. He, you know, he 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 prefers everybody over himself. What a sacrificial <laughs> just one in a million. Oh that. yeah. Um we were uh when we were talking a little bit before we hit record, uh you guys also I I have this uh unquenchable addiction for bear hunting. Uh so as soon as you said something about a, a wounded bear and tracking it down. Uh, my ears certainly perked up. So uh, if you're, uh, I don't know if this is in the book or just uh, in the next book or or whatever, but uh, if you're willing to share, I would love to hear some more details about what happened with that one. Well, Bob, well, we, yeah, go ahead, Bob. We, 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 have, we have a number of stories. We actually um, spent, I don't know how many trips we went into Canada, fly-in camps and stuff like that. And we have a number of, of trips um, that we discussed some of our bear hunting episodes. But in this particular case that, that we mentioned, um, I happened to have um, uh, shot a very nice bear. It was a very, very good sized bear on a, on a, on a lake way back in the, in, in the boondocks. And this bear um, didn't drop right there. And by the way, we we're hunting with, with bows, right? I, we primarily we've hunted with bows through, through our time. And, and of course I went and found the blood trail as it led off into the bush and then it it led into the bush and it was going under the bushes and stuff like that and so i said i i just better get some better get some help so got back in the boat went back found jay and, and brought him back to where we were and i and so um i i said jay have you ever had much experience tracking a uh, a wounded bear well let, let, let me begin by saying <laughs> bob is i've never met a tracker like bob this guy he can track anything anywhere. I, I, I you know, he, he could tell, um, you know, that a dog has been here a week ago. That's the kind of tracking <laughs> ability he has. And, and I have always been amazed. I mean, he finds a tiny, tiny little blood speck and, oh, here, the animal went this way. And I'm going, I never saw that. So he's trying to train me because really, frankly, I'm a little dull. <laughs> and, and, and Bob is so sharp on this and he's a kind of hunting buddy that will help you learn. And so he <laughs> wants to help me learn. And so yeah, he chose yeah. this opportunity to, uh, to give me a, yeah, a so, handy so lesson. I, I, while you're, uh, <laughs> while you're trying to track that bear. Cause Bob always has his video camera at the ready, just in case something <laughs> happened. <laughs> and we wouldn't want to, we wouldn't want to miss you know that kind of a, a of a video interaction between between Jay and a wounded bear, right? So, <laughs> well, yeah. Did so? Did you uh, did you ultimately find it? Was did it work out? I assume you obviously didn't get mauled because you're sitting here today. <laughs> oh, you should have seen how pretty I was before. Uh, I was a handsome guy before I went into that bush. Um, well, I'll put it this way: we we we. Eventually, Bob had to help me find the bear uh, because really I was inept still even. Uh, but yes, we did find the bear and it was, Bob, was it dead at the time or close? Oh or? yeah, it, it, it was dead, but it, it, it was hard finding that. But there was a, there was a, a scent of human urine from the time well, there was. Uh, <laughs> I, I sent him into that bush to where we found the bear. And I, you know, it was just really distracting. Right? So <laughs> threw yeah, off your, your tracking ability. That, he, he, yeah, yeah. That's sad byproduct of that particular episode. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I I love so much of uh of all of this. 
Um, well, the the book, it, it's I want to make sure I get the title right because I love it. It's Proper Care and Feeding of a Hunting Buddy. That's the title of it. Yes. Proper Care and Feeding of a Hunting Buddy. Awesome. And it's a, uh, oh, go ahead. And, and what we've done in this book is we've taken these stories and basically we will alternatively or alternately, whatever it is, the word is, <laughs> is one of the stories will be written from the perspective of Jay and one of the stories will be written from this perspective of Bob, right? And sometimes um, we'll take the same story and and use both perspectives as as separate stories right and the 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 title um the proper care and feeding of a hunting buddy is one of those stories in which we both look at it from a different perspective and and you'll find that you you'll see similarities you'll see similarities in the story but that different perspective comes out as a uh, you know typically pretty humorous events right <laughs> yeah and so the book's available on amazon so look up amazon and the proper care and feeding of a hunting buddy h-u-n-t-i-n apostrophe hunting buddy uh, and there is Bob in all his glory. <laughs> and you can you can also get it in Barnes and Noble as well. You can you can find it on Barnes and Noble as well. So typically it's not in their stores. You're gonna have to, you know, you're gonna have to order it, but but it certainly is available. And and by the way, when the book first came out, we actually reached, I think, number 16 on the uh the humorous um amazon list so that was that. very 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 positive so yeah and we're congrats. hoping that maybe some of your listeners might decide to, to pick the book up and if they liked pat mcmanus's stories or ever heard about them um i think you're gonna like our stories as well absolutely uh and i'll i'll put a link in the the show notes so people can just head straight there and, and find it real easy and uh and you guys were hinting that there might be uh more books on the way in the future so uh you know, just build yourself a, a fan base and they'll be be on the lookout for those new ones. Um, is there is there anywhere else people can, you know, keep track of you, get a hold of you, uh, you know, just keep an eye on what you're up to? Sure. Um, you can certainly reach us. You can reach um, our emails are bob at bobandjay.com or j at bobandjay.com. Jay doesn't read emails, so you're better off to send them to me, right? I'm not sure you can read, period. But but send send the emails to me, or you can reach. Uh, you can go to our website, which is uh, bobandjay.com, um, uh, or you we have a Facebook page, which is you know facebook.com/slash bobandjay, and any one of those will get you to something on you know on our website or our Facebook page, and, and you can certainly reach out to us you know, via email. So we'd love to hear from people and you can look on Amazon. Some of the, uh, some of the feedback that people have, have provided is very good. So, um, and we're, we're exploring by the way, possibilities of doing um, events, you know, personal events, particularly we like, we're, we're both uh, believers and, and would love to have an opportunity at sportsman's banquets and things like that to, to be able to present some of the things that we've done and, and, and give people a, um, I, hopefully a, a laugh or two, a chuckle or two while they're, <laughs> while we're going through that. Right. Oh, I'm, I'm sure they will. My, my cheeks are getting sore from, uh, from smiling and laughing as we're just sitting here chatting. Uh, you guys are, are just a lot of fun. Uh, I love it. Um, I'll, I'll put notes to a bunch of that stuff in the, 
the or links in the show notes uh, just to make it easy for people to find you. And uh, gentlemen, I, I really appreciate it. Had a blast talking to you and uh, we, sh- we should have you on again sometime because you clearly have just a wealth of stories. Eric, we'd love to we'd love to come back anytime because we've got more stories to tell. I mean, we've written 30 of them, but there's a lot more that there's a lot more <laughs> that, that that have occurred. Right. So awesome. Well, uh, well, thank you both. And uh, and we'll talk to you again soon. Are you a new hunter or even a guy with some miles under his boots who's still just trying to figure it out? I get it. I've been there. I'm an adult onset hunter who spent the last 15 years learning how to hunt. And so I wrote the book, How to Hunt, A Total Beginner's Guide to Hunting Big Game, as the resource I wish existed all those years ago when I first started. Whether you're planning to chase elk with your bow in the west, or you're hunting whitetails back east, this book will take you from knowing absolutely nothing to your first harvest. It's packed with hunting stories and plenty of those times where I royally screwed up so you can learn from my mistakes and feel better that you're not the only one. You'll leave with a sound strategy for hunting big game and have plenty of laughs along the way. Grab a copy today at latetothegameoutdoors.com slash howtohuntbook. Thanks so much for tuning in to Hunting Stories. And if you want to stay up on what we're doing with the podcast or anything else going on with Late to the Game, go ahead and check us out at latetothegameoutdoors.com or give us a follow on Instagram at latetothegameoutdoors. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.